Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Old Testament reading for the second Sunday of Easter is from Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones, and he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and I will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are clean cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord, when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. There is nothing more dead than very dry bones. You know, the kind of bones that you come across on the North Dakota Prairie, dry and bleached and white, dead bones, dead, dead. But imagine, my friends, coming across a whole valley of dry bones, bones littered everywhere as far as the eye could see, and not animal bones, but human bones, hundreds of dead bones, skulls and arms and legs. Immediately, I can imagine a bunch of questions would come to mind, questions such as, who are they? 
Why did they die? Why are they scattered over this valley? Are they here because of a natural disaster? Or are they maybe perhaps a defeated army left for dead without a proper burial? But before any answers could be had, another question may come to mind and comes forth. Can these bones live again? Can these bones live again? That is the question Ezekiel faced when he originally saw this vision of the valley of dry bones in our Old Testament lesson from today. Indeed, the question that came forth to Ezekiel was this, can these dry, dead bones live again? Now, our ordinary experience answers this question by saying, no, of course not. Science even says no. The medical profession says no. And morticians, well, they would say no as well. If the bones had flesh and blood, perhaps, maybe there was a slim chance. But dry bones? Dry bones? No, they cannot live again. The prophet Ezekiel in our Old Testament lesson, though he answers this question with a bit of wisdom. Through this wisdom, he understands that this question comes from God himself. The question being, can these bones live? And Ezekiel's answer, O Lord God, you know And dear friends, the Lord, he does know. Yes, the Lord knows that contrary to our ordinary experiences, contrary to science, contrary to the medical profession, and contrary to morticians, these dead dry bones can be brought back to life again. And what's more? Well, God shows Ezekiel how they are to be brought back to life. The Lord, he actually commands Ezekiel to to prophesy to dead bones. That is to say, the Lord commands Ezekiel to preach. To preach to dead bones. Yes, the Lord calls Ezekiel to preach. Now, let's just be honest. Seems kind of silly, does it not? To preach to dry, dead bones. You see, maybe a little duct tape and super glue would surely go a lot further in bringing bones back to life than preaching, would they not? However, dear friends, we must not underestimate the power of the preached word of God. You see, the Lord God, He works through speaking, that is, preaching. We have a speaking God, a preaching God. For example, in the very beginning, the world was preached into existence. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, let the earth sprout with vegetation and plants, and it was so. God spoke, he preached, and time itself and matter and space were all created by his very word. We see the same speaking and preaching of God in the New Testament as well. In the New Testament, Jesus, God in the flesh, he preaches. And who does he preach to? Well, Jesus, he preaches to the wind and the waves. And the wind and the waves, they bow to his authority of his preached word. He preaches also to the demons, diseases, and death itself. Jesus preaches to them, and they all obey his word. They release their grip on various people. And this morning, we hear more of the same 
In our gospel reading, Jesus, he comes and he breathes on his disciples, calling them to preach. Jesus breathed on them and he said this, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. You see, by breathing on his disciples in the upper room after his resurrection, Jesus, he gives the disciples the Holy Spirit and he sends them into the world armed with his word of life and forgiveness. That is right, Jesus, he gives his disciples and the church the authority to preach the forgiveness of sins to repentant sinners and to withhold forgiveness from those who are proud, those who are proud of their sins. Dear friends, do you realize that this is what we do every single Sunday at the very beginning of every divine service? Indeed, we stand together. We gather together into this church. We stand together shoulder to shoulder and we confess that we are poor, miserable sinners in thought, word, and deed. We stand and we admit all of our sins before the heavenly throne. And then the most peculiar thing happens. The pastor, he stands up And he preaches. He preaches to you. Yes, the pastor stands up after you admit that you are guilty in sin. And the pastor stands up and he preaches to you saying this. In the stead and the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you of all of your sins. Now, if you did not grow up with this, the first time seeing and hearing a Lutheran pastor stand in front of a congregation preaching The words of absolution might make you think that the pastor is an arrogant man. You may have said to yourself in first seeing this, how can a sinful man in a white robe forgive sins? My goodness, that's God's job and his alone. Who does that pastor think he is forgiving people's sins? My friends, not too fast though. You see, Jesus, he breathed on his disciples, and he gave his Holy Spirit to them because he was sending these disciples into the world to preach the forgiveness of sins that Jesus won by his death and his resurrection. What this means is this. Those words of forgiveness preached into your ears in that absolution, they are Jesus' words of forgiveness which he speaks to you, his people, through the chosen servant, a sinful pastor. That is to say, it is not the words of a man in a white robe that forgives you of your sins. Do not ever think that the forgiveness of a sinful man, a sinful pastor, carries any weight in heaven. Pastors are poor, miserable sinners, like all of you, in need of the very same forgiveness from our Lord. So when pastors are preaching the absolution into your ears, pastors are hearing it for themselves as well. It is all beginning to make sense, is it not? In thinking back to the vision of Ezekiel with the dry bones, we are starting to see how everything works together. Dear baptized saints, in Ezekiel's vision, God gives life to dead bones through the preached word. That is to say, it was not Ezekiel and Ezekiel's words who gave life to dead bones in the dry valley. But God's words spoken through the mouth of a sinful Ezekiel brought life to those bones. Therefore, can the bones live? 
Maybe an even better question is this. Can we Christians who admit and confess our sins, that we are like those dead bones, that we're all washed up in our sins, can we live as well? The answer to both is yes. So dear baptized saints, when you stand here in this sanctuary, in this ark of a church, when you stand in the sanctuary and you confess your sins and you confess them boldly, you will hear absolution preached to you. And when you hear this sweetness of the holy absolution preached into your ears, let the soothing sound of the gospel comfort your soul. For that which is preached to you is the Lord's very word of forgiveness. And what the Lord speaks, he does. So even when the Lord's forgiveness is preached through the mouth of a sinful man, your pastor, those words are life because Jesus is life. Jesus' words are life, and he speaks the sweetness of his new and eternal life into you to chase away death and to fill you with his life and his forgiveness. So dear baptized saints, never forget, your God is a speaking God. He is a preaching God. So hear the goodness of God's word preached to you yet again and again and again. You, yes, you are forgiven. Never doubt it. You are forgiven for Christ's sake. You've been brought from death to life because the Lord says it is so. You live this day in Christ because Christ lives this day. You will live for all eternity with Christ because the Lord says it is true that he will resurrect you on that great eschaton, the great last day, to take you unto himself. And just in case that is not enough, which it is certainly more than enough, well, the Lord, he comes to you today to give you his very crucified and risen body and blood. He gives you his flesh and his blood into your mouth, and with it comes once again eternal life and forgiveness for all of your sins. You see, Jesus, he loves you. And he makes sure that the mercy and grace he earned for you on Good Friday is preached to you so that you may never doubt that his suffering and death and resurrection are for you, for your forgiveness, for your life, and for your salvation. Dear friends, Jesus has more forgiveness than you have sins Yes, here again, Jesus has more forgiveness than you have sins, and he preaches that to you personally this day, for you belong to him and he to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The The Lord Lord bless and keep you. you.